are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hey guys, we're back for another Locked On Falcons, Locked On Sports Atlanta postcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta's YouTube channel. Of course, I am your host, Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons, joined as usual by Jarvis Davis, one of many hosts on the Locked On Sports Atlanta feed. You can hear him every day with Tanitra Batiste on ATL Day Ones on that podcast feed. And unfortunately, we are coming here today uh, to talk about a Falcons loss. They dropped this one to the Bengals, 35-17. to 17. Uh, This, as I was telling Jarvis before we recorded, you asked me two months ago, this would have been probably the game I would have predicted in this matchup. But based off of how the Falcons had played the first six games of the season, we kind of went into this thing thinking that, um, you know, they would keep it a little bit closer uh, in this one. But let's sort of start today talking about the struggles of that Falcons defense uh, getting down into a big hole early. It's not the first time we've seen this team fall into a three-score deficit early in a game, on a road game, uh, but unfortunately they weren't able to really climb out of it, and they just seemed to get gashed early by that Bengals passing attack with Jamar Chase going uh, for a big day, 130 yards, two touchdowns, Tyler Boyd having 155 yards, a touchdown, T. Higgins adding to the mix with 93 yards, Hayden Hurst having six catches for 48 yards as well, uh, and so Joe Burrow, monster today, 481 yards passing, 34 for 42, three touchdowns, really taking advantage of the injuries in the Falcons. Secondary, no Casey Hayward, no D. Alford. Uh, A.J. Terrell went down, I think, on the second series of the game. Uh, They had Jalen Hawkins go down later in the game. So uh, very vulnerable Falcons secondary, and it showed. You know what, and that put DMPs, a guy like DMPs, defense coordinator, in, in a pretty precarious situation because at the end of the day, you can't do what you normally do, right? Because you have guys in there that you don't necessarily trust. When anytime you see a practice squad guy, who a guy who's elevated from the practice squad, and Cornell Armstrong in there against Jamar Chase almost every time he's catching the ball, that should tell you something, right? It's like, that means the Falcons are in trouble. (laughs) If you have Cornell Armstrong guarding their best wide receiver and probably one of the best youngest wide receivers in the entirety of the NFL, that is a problem. And you're in for a long day. And I think that that's what, you know, eventually hurt the Falcons a lot. And I think you only, only time you really saw, the guys, you know, kind of get some type of momentum is when they were able to get home and sack uh, Joe Burrow three, um, what, three times. I think he ended up getting up three sacks on him, getting uh, sacked on three times. So, which is what coming into this game, we thought that they would be able to do, right? Because that the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, they don't run block that well and they don't protect Joe that well. But when you have a, a, a secondary as depleted as the uh, Falcons were, like I said, practice squad player guarding Jamar Chase. Make sure you stay stay with keep that in your mind as we as we as we as we go through this entire Falcons postcast because that is is almost nothing you can do about it when when it comes to that that particular piece but but I, I think there was just a little bit of a glimmer of light that they were able to take advantage of that that porous offensive line because we know that that was something that was 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 talked about as the Falcons may be able to take advantage of you like to see that but. 
it, it's like Dean Pease was in, in a, a really bad situation today, and I don't see any defensive coordinator in the NFL that would probably be able to figure that bad boy out. And look, we saw this last week against San Francisco, yeah, and we were talking about, like, hey, man, you got to deal with it. Well, the, the Falcons got to deal with it this week because they got beat by the injury bug. San Francisco had a lot of injuries up front and in the back end of their defense, and it showed. And the Falcons were able to take advantage of that. Now, Falcons got bit by the injury bug, and Cincinnati was, was able to take advantage of it in a very, very demeaning way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the first series was like, what, three, four plays? It ended with a 60-yard <laughs> touchdown. It happened so fast, Jamar man. Chase. I couldn't even get anything um, and- to drink, man. Like, I didn't get anything to drink. I was like, yeah, I'm going to give me a little beverage, a little brown, brown look a little bit, you know, sit back and watch the Falcons do that thing. Dude, I ain't. I never went to the refrigerator because if I would have got up and turned around, it would probably been another score. Like goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, the Falcons play that bend but don't break style of defense, and the key to that style of defense is you can't give up big plays, and they exactly. they got absolutely shredded by big plays in this game. I think a lot of that's owed to you know the issues in the secondary, and we know this is what the Bengals' offense was known for last year, being one of the most explosive offenses in the league. They yes, didn't indeed. look like it for the early part of the season, but it seems like at least based off of this game uh, and again, you know, how much uh, can you put stock into it with the Falcons injuries, but they look like they're, they're back to being the old Bengals of old. And so that's good for them. Not so good um, for the Falcons. I I will give the defense some credit. They did play much better in the second half. It seemed like they made some adjustments. Probably some of that was owed to chase being a little nicked up there. Um, with with an injury right before the halftime. Um, But, uh, you know, that was too little, too late. And, you know, uh, even though they got the stops to get the team back into the game, it really was about the offense not being able to really – do the things that they had done in previous matchups against the Rams and, and, and bucks where they were able to get down. And so we'll continue today's postcast talking about uh, those offensive struggles, but Jarvis, you know, it, it seemed like the Falcons, you know, they got off to a slow start Bengals dominated the first quarter, but the second quarter really was owned by the Falcons. Right. And they got back into it. They had a long drive uh, that was capped off with Tyler Algeo's first touchdown of the season. Uh, I think it was like a 10 play drive uh, to get back on the board, seven to 21. Then they had a big play of their own, uh, a busted coverage uh, by our good buddy, Eli Apple uh, allowed uh, Demir bird to, to go deep uh, <laughs> yes. for a 75 yard touchdown. We finally I always got count on him. Eli yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Mario, the deep ball finally connected to Demir board for 40, 75 yard touchdown it was a 10, 10 second drive there uh, in the, in the final minute. Then uh, the Falcons were able to get a quick three and out, a big punt return by Avery Williams, 57 yards, set up uh, Youngway Koo in the, in the closing second. So the Falcons got like 10 points in, in like less than a minute at the end of the right. half, got the ball back. You felt like, okay, th- they can take this momentum and get back into this game, get a couple of scores, and, you know, this could be a game. But then basically started out the third quarter with a bunch of three and outs, really couldn't get this offense going. Um, and we're back to having that conversation about, you know, this run heavy offense, having that, um, you know, that missing element with the passing attack. You have Drake Lynn, you have Kyle Pitts, very, very quiet days for both of those guys. Drake Lynn had one catch for nine yards. Kyle Pitts had three catches for nine yards. Um, you know, basically outside of Demir Bird. Uh, catching and a couple of catches from Alameda Zacchaeus, this offense 
could not move the ball really at all in the air. Uh, Mariota finishes eight for 13 with 124 yards, was sacked three times. We know the Bengals, you know, they, they set a stat late in the game. The Bengals haven't given up a, a defense, a touchdown in the second halves of any game so far this season. We know that they made their name last January with their sort of late game adjustments against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So it looked like they made adjustments and tightened things up. What, from your eyes, what, what went wrong for this Falcons offense today? Uh, I think that a lot of, and this this is something that has been an issue um, throughout this throughout this entire season, and and, and I think that we've ha- we talked about it at nauseum is that Marcus Mariota does not give guys a chance to catch the football when you have guys who look like they can play power forward or small forward on a on an NBA basketball team, and the times where you just don't give them opportunities to make plays is just. It's consistent, right? That's that's the thing that has been consistent when Marcus Mariota throwing the football throughout this entire season. Even I can go and point out some plays last week when he got offers a player of the week where he didn't give his his guys a chance to catch the football, and, and you saw that you got you had guys like Hilton coming up and making breakups on the plays when all he had to do was just throw it either in front of a Kyle Pitts so he can go out there and go run and go and, and try to run up underneath it, or he can just if you want to do the whole you know, jump ball type situation. You throw it up so you throw it up so he can give him a chance to catch it. And he just did not do that. He had the opportunity to do it in the end zone. Same same scenario. He threw it to where the point where a defender would could get had an opportunity to knock it down. Now they end up getting the um the penalty with Cam Sample. But you just don't it's just situations where Every time you there is an opportunity to get the rock to to Kyle Pitts or Drake London, you just don't give those guys opportunities. And I think that when you put the situation where the Falcons have to pass the football, this is what you're going to get consistently with number eight. Number, number, number eight, sorry, number one, sitting there, quarterback, quarterback one, Marcus Mariota, sitting back up under center because he just isn't comfortable throwing the football. He can't sit back and say, okay, here's my first read. Okay, not there. Second read. Okay, not there. All right, I'm going to hit my check down. He can't do that. He just doesn't look comfortable doing it. And when he had, even when he had time, he had time to throw the football. He could not find a wide receiver. And, it, and if, if he couldn't find a wide receiver, he was hesitant about taking off, with, taking off with it or even just throwing the football away to go to the next down. It's just in certain situations, you put Marcus Mario Oda in certain situations, the dude isn't just comfortable. And I think that's, that kind of is a summation of why this offense has struggled at times throughout the season when they're not running the football. Yeah. So it seems like we're, we're back to where we were earlier in the year questioning, you know, the quarterback and of course, his ability yeah, yeah. To, to win with his arm after <laughs> a, a really solid week against the 49ers. So, you know, things <laughs> – I, I don't want to say things went back to normal because that's not a fair way of describing <laughs> yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. It, it did feel like this – this was what, you know, a lot of the people skeptical of the Falcons uh, going into this season were expecting from this team. So, yeah, that's a that's a tough look given all the momentum. They'll have to sort of regroup next week. They they have a very winnable game against Carolina, although they look pretty tough against the yeah, Bucks. PJ Walker out here cooking. Yeah, yeah. They, they got they got he got a recipe book up there in Carolina, yeah. man. I'll, I'll play in Tom Brady and, and whatnot. <laughs> right. so, um, you know them keeping what the the Bucks to like what three points or something like that. Um, yeah, man. You know it's, that's going to be a, a a tough challenge for this um 
offense to, to sort of respond if they can get back to running the football and you know th- hopefully the defense won't fall find themselves in a hole against pj walker like they did today against joe burrow but we'll, we'll sort of see if the falcons uh can recover from this game you know just a, a tough game for the falcons y- you kind of knew this this was the formula to beat this team you know you get up early um and you make them have to throw to win you make yeah, them to play not the style of football that they want to play and, you know, the Rams couldn't sort of do that. The Bucks really couldn't completely do that. But the Bengals were uh, the, the team that were able to do that. So, uh, you know, this is this is not some deep revelation or anything like that from, you know, how you want to play this Falcon football team. And obviously we'll have you guys covered all week long here on Lockdown Falcons with myself. Find me at uh, Twitter at Falcfans, Jarvis at JarvisD90 on Twitter, all, all week long on ATL Day 1s, along with Tanitra and Mark Zeno and John Chuckery. Jarvis, any parting words you want to say to the folks before we duck out of here? <sighs> all right, that says it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, man. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, you know, we we figured they would get one of these losses. We were hoping yes. it wouldn't be. We knew this it was week, coming. But, yeah, we knew this was yeah. coming. Man. Yeah, so you know, hopefully they'll respond, and we'll see. We'll see. So yes. we'll we'll have you guys covered all week long here. Uh, Locked on Falcons covering this Falcons game, of course. Other things going on in Atlanta sports: the Hawks, uh, Bulldogs. You know, had a week off, but uh, what they're geared up for. So we'll keep you locked here on Locked on Sports Atlanta and Locked on Falcons. Really, guys, appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more positive things to say after next week's postcast <laughs> against those pesky Carolina Panthers. <laughs>